Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Hey guys, welcome to another fun and exciting episode of Prepper Talk Radio with Scott and Shane. I won't even mention that other guy's name because he's not here, and he won't know otherwise. He'll he'll be on later. But uh, we we're excited to bring you another fun and exciting episode of the World of Preparedness, and this episode today is brought to you by our YouTube channel, which has been growing by leaps and bounds. We're excited. Uh, make sure you hit over there on YouTube, subscribe. Going there now. A Jace case medical kit. It is uh, the five essential antibiotics. Uh, They go through a full medical work with you to see what, like for me, I have an allergy to a certain medication. They didn't put that in there. Um, It was fantastic. You can get one and use the code Prepper Talk to save 10 bucks on yours. Or uh, you can just go subscribe to our YouTube channel and have a chance to win that. And there's also going to be a chance to win a five ounce silver. Bar. We're only 95 people away, people. I know. It's, it's unbelievable. Share it. As, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's moving a little bit. <laughs> a little as our bit. other YouTube followers would say, how is this not 10,000 followers already? We uh, appreciate that compliment. It's uh, very well uh, liked, very well received by us. Yeah, we're just grateful. Uh, we, As you guys know, we've been doing this off and on for the almost seven years. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, the whole purpose behind this podcast, what was what was once a radio show, was to help people get better prepared, help them get more confident, help you to understand what your options are in those disaster moments, right? There's the big ones, and we'll talk about that today, like earthquakes, EMPs, uh, and then there's the not-so-big ones. Maybe your car breaks down and you're stranded, um, as well as the things like joblessness, right? You lose a job, how do you survive? These are the types of things you do to prepare for those, like perfect example right now i cannot fully function at work because i had a back injury now because of that back injury i'm on restricted duty i'm a delivery driver by day uh superhero by night i was just gonna say (laughs) every wednesday night and and what's funny is is like i can't do everything i used to do right now because i'm on restriction but also i just can't do it so even at home it affects us and so i'm grateful for the things that we've got that help alleviate, number one, remove pain from my body. Um, number two, help fix my body. Um, and also number three, like, we don't have to go out. We've had some snowstorms lately. We don't have to go get everything right then at the grocery store because we have extra at home. We've been we've been slowly stocking up so that we don't have to make the weekly run to the grocery store. And so we're going to talk about a lot of those things tonight um, and help you get a better understanding of maybe if something happens, what to do. So speaking of um, off and on over the years, we are actually coming up on our one-year anniversary of being back. You yes. know that date? It is the it is March 5th. Just Holy looking smokes. it up here, March 5th, and we're March 1st uh, when we're recording this here. So we are almost uh, one year being back, broad, not broadcasting, but recording, and I guess broadcasting. But yeah, like Scott said, we uh, we were broadcasting the AM radio for three years, and and uh, then Paris came. We you know, had uh, Scott was having your first right. That was your first child. It was complicating the situation, right? So well, actually, it was my my second child. It was your second? We, okay, that's right. It was when your second. Ossian was born. That's right. And uh, what's funny is, is like we we said, we're, oh, we're gonna we're gonna come back. We're uh, 
we're taking a little break. And that break turned into three years. Three years. And uh, Paris comes along. And he's like, hey, 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 guys, 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 go, 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 go. Get it, get Let's it, get do it. This. Let's do, do it this. again, do it again, do it again. And we're like, eh. And we're like, yeah, we really should. But it was but a good I thing. Don't know. It was a good thing. I was, I'm, I'm happy about it. It's good to serve. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's very good to serve. So it's it's been what an interesting learning journey for us to learn the technology behind podcasting, behind radio, uh, getting better at interviewing people, getting better at keeping a conversation going on the air, um, and exposing the simple side of prepping, the practical side of prepping. It's not all doom and gloom. You know, this is so that you don't have so many rainy days in life. I mostly watch doom and gloom. I admit on YouTube and other podcasts and such, but I've got, I've gotten past the point, I guess I've advanced to the point of where, uh, I'm looking for, uh, more scenarios, I guess. So that's kind of what we're talking mm-hmm. about today is scenarios. Um, yeah. and, and not just that, it kind of like the choose your own adventure type books is, you know, that I had as a kid. Right. You know, yeah, me too. I really like those, you know, you, 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 I would try and get it in the worst possible situation I could when I'm going through the book. Like, okay, what's what's going to be worse? Not okay. How can I survive? What's going to be going to get me to my end? Right in those books. Pick so, your own demise. Is that what you were looking for? And more, more or less, yes. But, uh, <laughs> but it was an adventure, regardless. So I, I like that word adventure. You know, I think most people don't use that word correctly. You know. I do not think it means what you think it means when people use the word adventure. Hey, let's go on an adventure. But uh, I think an earthquake would be quite the adventure, don't you, Scott? Oh, it's it's my first earthquake. Um, I was in California. I was living out there. Uh, I was what I was single. I was free. I was uh, young and foolish, and you know, it was quite the adventure. My first earthquake. I was sitting on my bed and the bed started shaking and I was just like, so what was the first thing you did? So that's what we're talking about. What is the first thing you did? What was the first thing you would do in an earthquake? The first thing I did was got excited because I'm like, Ooh, earthquake. Mm -hmm. And so I knew get off the bed and get against the supporting wall. And as I was getting off the bed, it stopped. So I crouched into the wall and I kind of waited there and I'm like, nothing's happening. I'm like, Oh, that was it. It was just a little tremor. Well, then a few months later, I had a 5.9, mm-hmm. if I remember right, 5.9 or some, some somewhere up there in Diamond Bar, California. And the epicenter was less than a quarter mile away from my office. And I was standing up in my office, walking to the door. When it happened, I just stepped into the hallway and it just, boom, you, you just felt like this crack in the ground below. And then this boom, and then this shockwave came through. And just everything shaking. And again, I got excited. I was like, this is awesome. And everyone else is like panicked and running. And I'm all, what? Mm-hmm. See, I'm it's like, about, about yeah. mindset, right? It's really about mindset. Oh, and I... being prepared for, you know, you know you're ready for it. You have whatever you need. But also that mindset of like, and I think maybe some of us preppers get into that a little too much. Like, oh, here it is. Here it comes. I'm ready. Test Wait my for the skills. crash. Let's, right? let's blow it up, right? Well, and it's like, know, test my skills time. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I've, I've done tornadoes. I've done tropical storms. I've done blizzards. See, I haven't, I haven't done any I've been broken down in the weirdest places. You know, I like well, I've like, done a lot of those things. The joblessness, the unemployed, mm-hmm. like those things I've done, you know, yeah, I've done I've done so many. I guess I'm pretty lucky when it comes to prepping. Like experience, I'm I'm the uh, poster child for why you need to do this, right? <laughs> or one of. But I'd never done earthquakes, and so now I'm in Earthquake Central, you know, Southern California, just outside of LA. And I'm standing in the hallway, and I'm like, I went for a door jam because at the time it was like they were just moving away and telling everybody to go to go to a load bearing right. wall instead of getting under a table the, or a chair triangle or whatever. Safety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm like, Oh, I'm going to go to the door. And so I get, and I brace myself in the doorway, really not the best place to be anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm watching my employees all climbed under the desk. We have these big, thick, heavy duty desks. And I'm like, okay, that they're, they're fine there. And I'm looking and I'm watching all the bookcases 
that we used as a dividing wall from the front entry in the foyer um, and then the admissions staff. And there's like a big TV on one of them, flat screen. And that sucker swan dived off the top. Mm-hmm. And I'm just watching at the time it was like a thousand dollar TV. And I'm just watching that thing go. And I'm like, well, see you later. So, so the, flying across. Yeah. The so room. the next thing is watch for falling objects, right? Yeah. Brace yourself, get yourself up against something sturdy and then watch for whatever might fall. And that and was just your position like, accordingly. Just stay where you like, stay immobile, just stay in one spot. Because if you start moving around, then you've got the chance of tripping and rolling on, on debris. You've got Getting the chance injured, of yeah. something falling. Like if you stay where you're, where you are in one spot, you've got a chance of being safer. The statistics are all back up. Stay in one spot, move to somewhere safe, stay somewhere safe. It's just like, um, uh, if your vehicle breaks down or you get lost, you you stay where you're at. Yeah. And so that was, that was like, Oh my goodness. I need to get better equipped on understanding this. Cause I was expecting roads to be destroyed outside. Cause this is the biggest thing I'd ever been through. And I was like, Oh no, it's, it's fine. It's just like a 5.9 or maybe it was a 5.1. Um, but it was, it wasn't that bad. But then I went through like six or seven more of those over the next four years. So earthquakes were just like, eh. but the big ones, the seven pluses, it's a completely different story and a completely different experience. So as a mm. prepper, you need to be ready for it. So we'll ask ask uh, Paris, what is, after you find a safe place up against a wall and you're watching for things falling, what's the next thing you would do if after an earthquake? What's the next thing in, in your mind that you would do? So I would make sure that I was actually in, you know, it, the thing about being up against the wall is that you want to make sure that you find yourself in a pocket after anything collapses, like if the roof collapses, that you find yourself in that pocket. And so you want to just make sure I would first check to make sure I wasn't hurt, that I didn't have some kind of injury mm-hmm. that I needed to worry about. Good and the, my next thing is if I have, so if, if I'm in the pocket, I'm alive, I'm, I don't have any serious injuries. I can function. I'll check all my toes and fingers, so to speak. Wiggle yeah, everything. That's an right? EMT thing. You do a self exam. You look, you look, you're looking for blood, right? You're ex- yep. examining, you're touching your legs. You make sure you're good. If there's the any next, question, right? Yeah. The next thing I would do after that is immediately, um, where are my kids? Where's my wife? Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. where's the family? What's that's the, that's probably the first thing I would do after making sure that I was safe. Cause at the, at the end of the day, if you, you know, if you jump up really quickly to go and your ankle is broken, you just made your ankle worse, you know? So it's important, or if it's stuck and you don't know it and you just went for, and lurched forward, now you dislocated something or, you know what I mean? You make your, your own personal mm-hmm. injury worse. That's not going to be productive. Yeah. As an EMT, basically one of the things when you're assessing someone is, is you, you know, you lay them down put them in recovery position. Don't, don't allow them to move. Wait for your know, paramedics to get there to you know immobilize them properly in case they're injured. So yeah, don't move, don't aggravate any injuries. Uh, and then I think after that, yeah, like you say, introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes seriously from there you can customize your design pick your brand colors and add blocks no custom theme or coding required you'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise and with yoast seo built in we automatically help you get found in search engines from step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an ai powered help bot our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com wondersuite. That's bluehost.com wondersuite. Where's the family? Mm-hmm. And then I think right, right up there with that is... Get the get the water turned off. Get the gas turned off. Get the power turned off. Mm-hmm. Right? Stop. Because, no, because that not be... necessarily. Depending on the, the yeah. magnitude, right? Depending on the magnitude. Yeah. So I learned this with with cert. I learned this. Um, mm-hmm. Only shut the gas off if you smell gas. Okay. The system, and if anyone's listening to this, it does this. I got reprimanded. So correct this reprimand if 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 I'm 
wrong, you're but wrong. you don't want to turn your gas off unless there is a leak because the gas pipeline system is set up that you will, if you turn off all the gas in a certain area, it will overload the system and you won't be able to turn it back on because it'll seize those mechanisms. Hmm. But you mean yes, too many people are power. turning off their gas or something? Yeah, and, like and this guy that reprimanded me actually used to work for um, the gas company here in in uh, locally in Utah where we live, mm-hmm. and he was a national on the national committee, and he was like, "No, no, no! When disasters happen, only turn it off if you smell the gas." And I'm like, even out of a safety, like if you don't know for sure, I mean, he's like, if "There's propane. fire in the house, turn it off. If you smell gas, turn it off, but don't tell everybody in the neighborhood to go turn off their gas." I'm like, mm, interesting. Okay, good to know. But he's like, absolutely turn off your power. Absolutely turn off your water until you can do a full assessment of the house and see if it's still safe to inhabit. Um, something something important about that is to know if you're going to turn off your power, do you know how to turn off your power? Yeah, exactly. If you're going to turn right. off your water, do you know how to turn off your water? So yeah. practice ahead of time or at least know where those places are. A lot of times it's kind of funny because, you know, you'll, you'll be in your house. You'll see the panel in your house and you'll think, oh, there's the panel for my house. Go switch that off. Well, that, that's the inside panel. There's an outside panel typically in some place, especially in uh, California. I remember I haven't mm-hmm. actually... I don't know where my outside panel is here in oh, Utah. Paris. Paris. <laughs> all my own advice. I knew exactly where it was outside in California. I need to go double check that here. But you got to ch- double check the out that panel right below. Yep. Where that. So the best way to find it is go outside and look at the wire. If you're especially if you're wired above ground, if you're wired below ground, it's gonna be a little different. But if you're wired above ground, the best thing to do is, is see where the wire comes from the pole into your house and where the wire connects to your house right below where your that. Your power screen, meter is on your the back panel. or the side of your house. Right. Yep. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm looking for. I don't have a main off switch. A big, in, uh, on my property. Main I have the meter, and then it goes in, and then it splits into three different breaker panels. And not one of those turns off the other. So I have to physically go and turn off each set of panels. Wow. Or break the little lock thing on the outside and pull the gas meter off and that immediately or not the gas the electric meter off and that immediately disconnects the whole house and mm-hmm. then i get fined and they get mad at me right yeah i'd rather get fined and be mad at be, be yelled at than not have you know then have my house go up in flames because yeah. i well let, yeah let me say okay let's make those first priority right one of the first right. priorities is okay we gotta check on water check on power check on gas not necessarily mm-hmm. turn them off because if it was a minor and you know Water's no big deal. Power's no big deal. But like you say, gas. It's yeah. you know here on uh, on the CDC it says yeah, professional must turn your gas back on. You know, okay, okay, whatever. But uh, um, I'm going to learn more about that because uh, yeah, cause I've done I, that before. I've I, I know how to deal with that. But but yeah, I'd I'm always been told turn it off. There. But it, it this gives you the 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 wisdom is put a wrench at your gas meter. Yep. Mm-hmm. Have a gas meter wrench, always affixed to it. Zip tie it to the side of that thing. Just mm-hmm. pop it off. Use the smallest zip tie possible. Just pop it off and turn off the gas if you have to. Um, and if you're concerned, still might be a good idea to do it. But don't go run around the neighborhood telling everybody to turn off their ga- their gas, right? But mm-hmm. you want to at least uh, help go out and assess if it needs to be turned off, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Because so, that's fire in a, a natural disaster. That is, I mean, that's a big, big issue if fires mm-hmm. pop up all around the the city and uh the, the city utility the fire department can't get to them all that's that's big most bad, homes big bad situation are, are twigs they're ready to exactly burn. exactly dry mm-hmm. wood and they're all getting built closer and closer together mm-hmm. so those fires it doesn't take much for those fires to just jump across across fence. the fence and, and infect the next home exactly so you know first obviously we so we've talked about assess yourself make sure you're okay Check on the family, get them to a safe space, then turn everything off that needs to be turned off. Then you can start doing an assessment. I would actually personally wait on the assessment on my house. I'd get everybody to a safe spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I'd go check on my elderly neighbors next door if I'm at home. Right. So evacuate um, just for safety's sake, right? Yep. Until you can assess. Yep. And then, yeah, maybe um, just just like, well, like in a in an airplane, you want to make sure you have the airbag, the the air on yourself, the oxygen on yourself before you can go help others. Yeah. So, so get yourself safe, your family safe, and, and then move on. I think a good way to define a, a safe place is just someplace that's clear from debris as much as possible. And that mm-hmm. might be just go out into the middle of the street. 
in front of your yeah. house. It, it might be cool. go to the park across. You're like, you yeah. don't necessarily go miles and miles and miles. Like we're just talking about get to a place where there's minimal debris, if in, in, if any, and kind of set up camp or so to speak in a safe place like that. This close. Yeah, so watch for out us, for what's our family's plan is if the car is clear of debris on the outside, sit in the car. Nice. Go get in the car and pull the car into the street if we can. That will make sure we're more clear from trees or any other debris. I mean, homes, you're not going to have to worry too much about falling debris other than trees, tree limbs and stuff like that. That could be your big issue. Um, not going to worry about falling birds because it's a different scenario. But in this <laughs> scenario, like pull the car into the street, make sure it's okay. I'm also a block captain, so I have three houses I have to check. My two next door neighbors, one of them is elderly and they have mobility issues, so I'd be mm -hmm. over to their house first. The other one is another fantastic prepper and amazing engineer guy. Um, and then the other one is a younger family. So I would check my, my elderly neighbors first, my young family last, because they're very, very capable. They're very fit. They're good people. Um, I would check my other neighbor because he's the next oldest. And then I would check my youngest family. Unless I saw flames somewhere. And then I'd make that priority number one. That's that's a great point. Yeah, uh, be be aware, be situationally aware of everything mm -hmm. that's going around around, and then you know uh, adjust. As get easy. to know exactly. Get to know your. Make sure you know your your neighborhood, and then uh, and then jump and respond to what needs to be. Because sometimes you're you're going to have to do things out of order, right? If you have an order, you have a plan. Sometimes you you're going to have to adjust that plan and be ready. Just so I was just looking here on USGS.gov. It does say. Shut off main gas valve only if you suspect a leak because of broken pipes or odor. So I'm still curious as to as to the actual why, like you're saying there, Scott. Yeah. <clears throat> well, the other thing you can do, like depending on where you live, you guys, listeners, make sure you're checking with your city's website because they typically will have an emergency preparedness section mm -hmm. and have a family emergency handbook. Yep. Um, for example, like mine, we go to, I go to my website is bountifulutah.gov forward slash emergency preparedness, blah, 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 right? I go there and they have a download the family emergency handbook and it actually goes through the different things that if something happens, this is how you respond, which is great because they work with actual emergency planners who've gone through typically a master's level education to understand how to respond from a city level, right? But it also gives you the instructions on what to do at the, at the family level. Number one, first and foremost, after you've done your assessment of yourself, go check on your neighbors. You know, I communicate with anyone you can reach. Because what if phone lines are down? What if, what if your cell phones aren't working? Right? What's your backup? What if it's the middle of the night? What if it's the middle of winter? Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to things. go to your. It's important to go to your city uh, because the city's going to have a specific. Like, for example, for us, earthquakes, for California, earthquakes, for the Midwest, tornadoes, you know, for the, for Florida, mm -hmm. it's hurricanes. You know, can there be earthquakes? Sure. The New Madrid fault line, I, you know, is expected to go anytime. So that's mm -hmm. going to be an earthquake issue for a lot of people that are more traditionally uh, worried about tornadoes. So in your city's website, it's going to be, it's going to first show you the most um, obvious or the most a likely emergency to happen in your area first. And then you go from there out from that. Cause there's, you know, most emergencies have a pretty standard practice process, whether it's a earthquake or whether it's a tornado or whether, you know, tornado is a little different. I don't know what, how many other emergencies we're going to get into and kind of discuss, but you know, you want to know like flooding, you know, some areas have flooding or they're in flood zones. Yeah. So you need to know that where you are. Well, it's like where I live, we don't have a big issue with flooding where I live, but a quarter mile to the north, there is. Hmm. Actually, not a uh, half a mile to the north, there is, right? That's where a lot of the water is going to come down. There's there's a couple uh, holding ponds, I guess you will, near there as well that would could go down below and, and knock out some of the houses below that. So it's like, be cognizant of those things around you. Be aware. Like, mm -hmm. where... Where does, for example, sewer, we're on the downhill side of the sewer line. And so we're still high up on the hill. So we could still technically use our sewer if it's intact. Right. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. it's, it's going to affect somebody somewhere down the pipe yep. until it no longer does. And then it'll eventually back up to us if the systems aren't working. So my, my big things are number one is have a good backup shelter. Mm -hmm. If you can't leave. 
um, have fantastic communications plan, no matter what. Um, we Shane just did a video on the GM, GMRS radios. Um, I, I'm about to make a purchase on those myself because that's one of the things I've wanted to do. Like as soon as I learned that you could go GMRS instead of having to go ham, um, I was like, Hey, the app's what? $45. Um, you can have up to 10 radios on one license and there's no test. So it's like, get it, give everybody in the family a radio that's within distance. And that way you can communicate. And yet another great example of the government butting in where they're, they shouldn't be uh, allowing us to use our natural rights for a fee. Right? Mm, thank you so much. <laughs> anyway, no, you're right, Scott, with, uh, with communications that way. Um, but you know what? I'm actually going to uh, get a bunch of CB radios. Smart. Because you can still get, I think it's four watts. They're going to have very similar range of the GMRS. Mm-hmm. Uh, no fee, you know, no uh, test. Like, what's the so, power like consumption any- on a CB? Well, it's 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 Is four it four similar? watts, so you still need a, a sizable antenna, uh, more so. The, but that will get you more distance as well. So that's yeah. kind of why I'm leading is handheld CBs. Smart. Um, Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and goals, and the Wondersuite tools will automatically lay out your WordPress website or store in minutes. Seriously. From there, you can customize your design, pick your brand colors and add blocks, no custom theme or coding required. You'll get content suggestions that you can keep or revise. And with Yoast SEO built in, we automatically help you get found in search engines. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins to an AI-powered help bot, our built-in tools make WordPress wonderful for everyone. Maybe that's why Bluehost has been recommended by WordPress.org since 2005. Whether you're a beginner or a pro, you can join over 2 million Bluehost users. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. That's bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Uh, only 19 channels versus hundreds right? with GMRS. Or, you know. <laughs> okay. And that's so. the thing with the GMRSs. Test those out. Pick the channels you want and make sure everybody has a channel card that's waterproofed and connected to that radio mm-hmm. and backup channels in case that one gets flooded with yeah. the other so people. like have like six or seven channels listed and what time of day you're going to use those to communicate to each other but see nobody uses uses cb anymore so nobody's going to be on there right unless you're near the trackers? freeway unless, unless you're near the freeway right yeah. if you're near the freeway but uh, I, I don't think you know there's still going to be a whole lot of traffic probably, you know, well, during that kind of thing it'll probably quiet down on the on the freeway anyways mm-hmm. Anyway, so, that's just my, my two cents there on communications. Um, you know, we talk across uh, pretty much across our valley here, probably with CBs with a little bit of a uh, little bit of luck. But, okay, so um, say you have that earthquake scenario and you've got an injured family member. Um, what what would like, and it's like bad, like maybe maybe someone like broke a femur, life threatening him, yeah. right? Life threatening situation. Go. What do you do? Well, well, that's going to be obviously, hopefully, one of the first things that you uh, you find, you know, and then you need to start designating others to, okay, go turn the power off, go and you do this or that, um, and then you obviously need to be prepared to attend to that. So if it's if it is a broken femur, you know, you're going to need to have a tourniquet nearby. Uh, you're going to most likely, I mean, possibly, and hope. I mean, not that you want to have this, hopefully, but you kind of want to hope that it's a compound fracture so that you can know where it is. Yeah, versus an internal fracture and your internal bleeding. And now you're like, oh, you know, that's just not as visual. So it's important to first, you know, the first aid is stop the bleeding. 
That's the, yeah. that's the first thing you want to do. And we're going to probably have an opportunity um, here to have some experts in first aid come on and talk to us a little bit about some of those things. And we're going to have, we had some great comments on our last video on first aid kits about that guy that um, comment, he's a, a technician and military trained and all that. So that was kind of cool to see how his flow was. These are the things that you do. And that first thing was make sure to stop the bleeding wherever it is. And that's critical. And then, and then if you're impaled, leave it, don't pull yeah. it out. If you're broken and you can lift stuff off of it and get it to a place where you can be safer, like if, if somebody's got a broken leg and they got a thing on them, move it off and then move them to a safer place because you don't want something else to fall and break something else in the meantime. So you got to yeah. move them as much as possible to a safe place and you've got to set the bone or, or put a splint on it. Do something where you can keep it from uh, the mobility yeah, yeah, is the big issue. Yeah, yeah. you got to immobilize immobilize those things and then move them as quick, slowly and as cautiously as possible to as safe a place you can. Yeah. And of course that's always the hard part is okay. Generally you want to leave someone where they're at until yep. the, the paramedics get there to, to do, to do it correctly. Right. So they're not injured, but if they're in a dangerous situation, you've got to know, know what you're doing. You've got to make the, make a difficult call possibly to say, we need to get them out of this, this structure that may collapse further. So, it can be, yeah, it can be a difficult call to, to say, okay, we're going to leave them here or we're going to, we're going to get them out of here. And if, if they have, have a, them. if they have a spine injury, you know, something like that, a head injury, you don't typically want to move people, but what's, what's worse building collapsing on them or, or if the building's on fire or if the building. Right. Is fire, yeah. So yeah. that's, that's something that's going to take some, some studying and, and, you know, on everybody else's part, mine as well to, to know when, um, to, to you know, that, to learn that kind of triage is really what it is. Uh, yep. to an extent to to know exactly what to, what to do and hopefully you know have a little bit of inspiration as well at the same time so if you turn to page 149 of the boy scouts handbook it talks about when to and when not to move somebody and then it goes into how to move somebody so for those of you listening you want to know a little bit better what to do I, this, this is one of the library books i think everyone should have there's there's way more advanced i have the first aid um merit badge book too, but it's like know how to do it before you you get into that situation and practice how to do it before you get in that situation. So for those of you listening, like I want you to figure out what's my family's plan for an earthquake. If we're at home, if it happens during the middle of the night. And also if we're at work and write those plans out and make sure everybody in the family knows how to do the plan and practice mm -hmm. it. Right. Because there's other scenarios you're going to have to face too. You know, we don't have a whole lot of time left in this episode. Yeah, but let's jump onto let's jump one. to another episode. Let's let's jump to another scenario. Like one of one of my least favorites that's happened to me a couple times is being stranded. Like my car broke down. I was with a buddy. Our car broke down. We were two and a half miles from home. Right. Say you're driving on your way for work. You're between cities. It's, it's a, an hour drive either way to a city and your car breaks down. You don't see anybody for miles. Well, this, this scenario can be extrapolated into three or four different ones. Like what if there was a, a snow dump and you, you can't mm -hmm. drive any further and you're stranded? What if you slid off the, off the road and you're in a ditch, your car's in a ditch, but you're okay. Like there's a, a plethora of potentials here that this same scenario can really apply to. So this is a good one, I think. Yeah. And, and for me, it, it, uh, I, I'm usually more than a couple miles away from home. If, if it's a couple miles, that's kind of an easy choice for me. Okay. You, you grab your coat, grab your bag and you hoof at home. Right. Um, worst case, but, uh, what if you're, you know, I find myself a couple hundred miles from home sometimes. Yep. So we, you know, a lot of scenarios, it could be an EMP or whatever, uh, that makes it impossible to get home otherwise. So that's when good, becomes really life-threatening. This is good too, because how many people, I don't know what the number is, but I just remember it was a big, way bigger number than I would was expecting. How many people died being stranded in their car in the Northeast mm -hmm. this last snowstorm or a couple of snowstorms ago? Upwards of 20 or so. Yeah, it was like 20, 25, I thought. So mm -hmm. like, if you're stranded in your car, please don't be the guy that's going to freeze to death. Well, yeah. there's no reason to have an empty trunk. You know, there's no reason, you know, your vehicle is not going to notice 100, 200 pounds of additional gear in the back of your vehicle in the, tr in the trunk or whatever. You yeah, know? it doesn't take up that much no space. No excuses. And usually you can it get the trunks from inside the car. Yeah. Like. Yeah, and, and exactly. If you have a bag, it's not going to take up that much space or that much weight. Or you can you can throw a ton of stuff 
in a bucket in a bucket like i've got tons of stuff in here so you can, you can do I'm duffel not- bags you can do all kinds of stuff but like one of the things i just recently had a, an aha experience with um marcello over at the uh, food storage depot mm-hmm. he was doing his classes um he does some fantastic classes um one of his classes he was talking about how a lot of people put stuff in their car and they'll put everything else on top of it and you can't get to it in the emergency or you have to unload the whole car. Mm-hmm. And so he started putting everything in slim boxes or containers. Mm-hmm. And then he'd create, he did, he put a net across one side of the back of the SUV and another net on the other side. So he could just slide it into the net. It was always out of the way. It was always accessible because nothing was on it. And I was like, that's Oh, excellent. that's brilliant. I'm like, I'm, I'm going to redo my, my Sequoia. The back of the SUV is going to get remade. It's going to be beautiful. No lipstick, no makeup. It's just going to be the essentials. Get it fixed and get it fixed now. Well, yeah, I think a tote is a great way to go. There's all different sizes of totes. Or just, just I mean, even a, a shopping bag, you know, the kind of hard-sided shopping bags that stand up and just have to keep easy access to it and easily divide up the areas in, in your trunk. So you, like you say, mm-hmm. so it's just not a, a, a junk pile and everything's piled on top of each other. There, Organization is obviously really important. We talked about that, you know, previously uh, being preppers, you've got to be organized. You know, yeah. All, I think, I think a couple yeah. important things, if you break down on the side of the road, if it's something that you can fix, if it's, if it's at nighttime, if it's at daytime, there was all scenarios. So I, I actually got, I don't know if they're still available, but I, I got these lights that flash the red lights mm-hmm. and they're magnetic. So you can stick them on the side of your car. So if, if I break down at night, I can have least be noticeable as I'm, because oftentimes let's say you are stuck on the side of the road and you can call your towing service or you can call because everything works on your phone. It's just, you're broke down. Well, mm-hmm. you can, if you want to, if you're calling a towing service, invariably it's going to take an hour or two for them to get there and you don't want to get hit by some other random for not seeing you on the side of the road so it's important to have maybe if you don't have the light maybe get one of those cones i think they have the fold foldable cones Uh, yeah flares if you're changing your own tire make sure like scott you shared this the other day like have a jacket one of those reflective jackets Mm -hmm. reflective vests have a couple of them in every car do you know how scary it is to change a, a tire on the side of the freeway uh, oh, yes, wow. I do. It's, ter- it's terrifying. It can be extremely terrifying. I've had to do it twice. <laughs> if you've, yeah, the get one that was the most off. scary was when it was snowing and it was here in Utah. Because yeah, you don't know if someone's going to slide out all of a sudden and hit mm-hmm. you. The The other thing is, is, is I've seen this a couple times. I don't know how, how true this is, but um, electric cars, if you completely run out of juice, can your flashers even still work? No, if you're completely out, no. Yeah. Like, but uh, it doesn't take much yet to power power flashers. But. but like, hey, if that car, if the battery completely dies and you're stranded, mm-hmm. like you need to have something else that's going to notify everyone that you're not moving, mm-hmm. especially if you're in the way. Yep. Yep. Yeah. They have the foldable triangles. You can easily put it together a truck kit where you've got flares, foldable triangles, like, like you see those uh, f- flashing lights on the side of your car. Uh, I've got a couple of those as well. My concern is they're not in- in- terribly bright. You know, flares are crazy bright, you know, yeah, and let me you look at the police officer lights. They are, they'll blind you by looking at them. The little reflect, I mean, if it's a very dark night and you're not in city lights and you've got a very little ambient light, it'll make, it'll make a big difference. But, but, uh, you know, yeah, one thing you that I consider all that. One thing that I've um, really brought home for me is that I used to wear these slip-on shoes that were comfortable. And I realized that if I get stuck or stranded and I got to push my car somewhere, or or even if I'm trying to jump out of my car because somebody else got stranded, I'm going to help them push a car. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have the support that I need. So one of the things that I'm really feeling like doing is, you know, obviously since that, I try not to wear those shoes uh, as I go out in the world, I just I mm-hmm. wear my good strong tennis shoes. But I think a good pair of of solid shoes as a part of your kit in yeah. your because uh, if you're a, a woman and uh, or a man, especially women though with high heels or whatever, um, you got to have another set of solid shoes in case you got to hoof it out of there. I mean, if you're a man and you got your loafers on because you were at a business meeting, you're going to be more pain than you with blisters and other things if you got a hoof longer than a mile or so. My, my kids, uh, they they obviously think I'm nuts sometimes. When we go somewhere, I'm like, where's your shoes? Where's this? Where, you know, you got to have a jacket. I don't need a jacket. It's warm. What, well, what if we have to walk home? Like, dad, seriously. No, I'm serious. What if we, we go 50 miles away? We got to walk home. Are you prepared to walk? Do you have the right shoes? Do you have good socks? You know, most of the time, you know, I'm not wearing socks. You don't have a jacket. You're not prepared for those types of things. But when you're in a car, 
why not? You have the place to put it. You, you know, right. It's not like you're hiking with it or putting it on a bike or anything. Like you say, throw some good shoes in there. Have a little bag that here's my bag that just has some extra clothes for winter. You know, and that's when winter comes around. I I, I stash some cold winter clothes in my truck. You know, just in case. One of the but best. Yeah, be prepared to walk home wherever you go. One of the best is actually ponchos. Um, if you if you take wool blankets and turn them into a wool poncho, mm-hmm. boom, that'll help keep them warmer. It'll help keep the you know it'll shed a little bit of the water, but even if it's wet, it's still going to keep them warmer. I have an alpaca poncho, Scott. Did you get an alpaca poncho? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I'll go get it during the break, and I'll show you my what? alpaca poncho. <laughs> from, Peru. So from Peru. It's it's very nice. Yeah. It's yeah, not dude. super soft, you know. I didn't want to get the really soft one. I you know want something that I can actually use and durable, right. you know. It's, it's awesome. you know, I, I get cold, I just put it on, sit on the couch and see this is the thing. <laughs> I have friends, I tell them my dreams, and then they go live my dreams. Scott Scott wants to have a, an alpaca ranch. I want an alpaca ranch, and I want my own alpaca fiber <laughs> socks and, and clothing. Beans. Make your own Love clothing and exactly and, and, well, and I mean Speaking of that, I have a wool blanket. Since I've learned all that, I, I put a wool blanket in every car, in every yep. trunk. And I think that's critical. Not not just a wool blanket for warmth, but I also have a – I used to put – and I need to double check because I think they're really old and gross and probably drained out somehow or evaporated. But I used to put a whole case of water in every trunk mm-hmm. because you can go without food for a while. You can yep. go without food for a couple of days if you've got a hike, but you cannot go without water. Yep. So – that's the one thing that I, if you're going to, if you're going to skimp on something in your trunk and there's no reason why you shouldn't put a couple of power bars or maybe even those, uh, mm-hmm. those, the, the, what are those wafers, the emergency yeah. preparedness wafers like the, that you can day, buy? Daytrex, uh, ration so, bars. The, ration the thing bars. about the Daytrex yeah. bars, there's, there's one that's actually, um, the SOS is, yeah. Daytrex does better. The SOS mm-hmm. has really plugged me up. I tried it for three days and not a good experience. Daytrex didn't do it as bad, but the Daytrex ones, they actually tasted more like a sugar cookie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I tried them at my local and place here. They were so good. They're so good. And I'm like, okay, this is, this works. And I did a three day experiment on them. Didn't get plugged up, but I wasn't feeling the best. Right. It's enough to it more, more than anything. It's a psycholo- psychological advantage. Mm-hmm. Cause you're like, Oh, I've got something in my stomach. I can keep going. Yeah. Right. But, but yeah, absolutely. Definitely, water. definitely the water. Yeah, I keep I keep a five gallon jug in all my vehicles. Oh, there you go. Um, That's good. Yeah, it's and, and of course I try to remember to change it out every six months or so. That's um, sweet. That's awesome. Yeah, whether it's winter or summer, you can get just as dehydrated in the winter as you can in the summer. So, and maybe your your radiator, maybe you blow a, blow a whole hose and all your you lose all your fluids. That's happened to me before. Uh, lost a hose, lost all my fluids, couldn't drive, had to wait for some help. If I had five gallons, I just pour it back in, make the connection, and I drive back off again. So, again, no reason to to not go heavy. I I go very heavy wherever I go, and that's wise. Like, you know, everyone that that has the little tiny cars, you'd be surprised what you can put in there. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, even if you've got the big car and you can go heavy, like there's a ton you can put in there that doesn't take up much space. One of the best things that I found to help keep you warm on on cold times is um, it's a it's a bivy bag. Basically, it's a mylar type bag that you climb into. It's got the reflective on the whole the whole thing. I I I actually used that when we did the Ready Man Challenge, and I slept in it. It's and more got, durable than just a regular old uh, space blanket, right? Yeah, it's, not it's like a space mylar. sleeping bag, but yes, because it wraps all the way around you. It's a it sleeping all bag way around you. Yeah. It contains the heat. The problem I had is I was I got too warm. It kept, keeps your moisture in, too. You get a little sweaty and moisture. So I, po- I popped a couple holes in in there to let the moisture out because I got too warm and I started sweating. And I was like, oh, this isn't good. And it was like 3 in the morning. And I'm like, hmm, my back's getting cold. And then oh, we were ambushed. I'm getting wet. So we I rolled over. by the other team. and Yeah. Got ambushed. Keep eliminated. <laughs> but I'll tell you, that thing kept me toasty all night long. So those are great things to have as well you also got to remember you got to you got to worry about your layers you got to worry about your water you got to worry about your first aid no matter what scenario you go through so so here prepare for one of these scenarios and it'll knock out a lot of the issues that you would have for the other scenarios they absolutely they apply across the board now Mm -hmm. we've talked about this before you know um where i i tried to do a 50 20 it's been three or four years now i couldn't do it i couldn't walk i couldn't walk 50 miles 
the uh, bottoms of my feet froze up and I, I couldn't do it. I physically, it was not possible for me to do it. Uh, it's not like I was walking fast. We weren't running. Uh, I got to mile about 28 and I couldn't go any further. Uh, I really thought I could walk 50 miles, but it was much harder than I anticipated. I, How I, long I did you give far. yourself? 20 hours, 50, 50 miles in 20 hours. Oh, so okay. I, I did about, I can't remember, it was about 28 miles and How was about was 12 hours or so. Just, just, uh, I did have a backpack with some, you know, five, 10 pounds at most, you know, not much. Okay. But, uh, so since then I've, I've decided, you know, I'm going to, if I do get 200 miles away from home, it's going to take me a long time to get back. Yeah. So I put a folding bike in the back of my truck. So smart. <laughs> and so I could be home in a day, you know, for the folding bike. You nice. Know, I can, I can do 50 miles and well, 12 plus hours. Uh, on a little, little teeny so folding bike that uh, is so and, and carry some stuff on there as well, you know? And so, but uh, again, I, I think I need to practice that still too. I think it'd be, look pretty silly riding around 50 miles on this little folding bike, but, but it may, may be worth to try. You'll Maybe be glad try. you tried it. One of the, one of the books that I love and I talk about this all the time is uh, angry American, Chris Weatherman, angry American his going home series. And it's an EMP scenario. So it's a lot like your car breaks down, right? In the middle of nowhere. Mm -hmm. He's on a business trip driving, but he's got his get home bag. And the whole story, that whole first book is him getting home to his family after mm -hmm. an EMP. Then it gets into the next book and the next book and the next book. And it's like, okay, now that he's home, how does he reinforce his community? How does he, how does he work with everybody to get back to as much a normal as you can with no power? Right. How do you deal with, the unsavory people that are now part of your life that are trying to steal and trying to take, you know, your rights and your resources. Um, I think it's the way he writes and the one, some of the stuff he talks about, he actually gives you a lot of really good advice in the books. So I would check those out. If you guys like, you know, post, you know, dystopian type mm -hmm. books. I love one, them. one second after. So one second after is another good one. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, there's, hop in there guys like have have some fun with with books learn like go home the, here's the takeaway from today sit down with your family write down your plan if you're a single person you have no kids no wife no husband whatever your situation is you know what about your animals you know what what are what are your scenarios depending on where you are and what you're doing how are you going to get out of it write it all out and then read it again the next day and see if that makes sense to you because you might go oh that was a kind of a bad idea or, oh, that, I could have done this better. I'd, I would change this um, and create a plan for each of this, the major scenarios that you're concerned with because as preppers, we're not fearful. We're not afraid of things. We're concerned. And so we create a solution so that we don't have to worry about it anymore. Yep. One of the big things I'm doing right now, in fact, is going through a list of all the things that I want to have in my car kit for such a very scenario like we've talked about. And I want to have not just in my car, but my wife's car and my daughter's car. And I want to make sure that we have three. So I got to buy everything times three so that it's in every car. Mm -hmm. And that could be that could be expensive. But you know what? It, what's more expensive? Is it more expensive to have an accident or to have a, a, a injured, dying, dead relative or is it more expensive to put a couple hundred bucks into a kit that's going to make sure that they survive long enough that somebody can get to them or they can get to somebody that to me is way less expensive like there's going to be a cost for no matter which way you go so make sure you use the most effective efficient cost first and and pay that because you're going to pay a price but that's one of the things i'm going through like i definitely want to winterize this winter i've kind of thought about what if, what if i got stuck somewhere and i would not mm -hmm. have been able to make it so for sure summertime and next winter and maybe have a kit for summer and a kit for winter and make sure you, you're, you're rotating them. Mm -hmm. But for sure, I'm going to put together a kit for next winter and I'm going to be ready and I'm going to, I'm going to feel much more confident, much more prepared for next time. Yeah. And don't forget, uh, you know, recovery equipment, uh, you know, traction boards, maybe chains for your vehicle, uh, air compressor. Uh, I, I, I find that uh, a lot of people don't even have jumper cables, you know, in their, in their vehicles. Uh, and uh, I think more people than than not, they don't have any in there. And to, for me, that's an essential item. I mean, that's you can get those portable ones that will jump your car for you. Yep. You don't even I have to have those, one of those as well. Yeah, <laughs> right. I saw those at Costco the other day. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to buy three of those. <laughs> we use those for work all the time. We've got two or three of those, and yeah, just roll it's, it's essential. Yeah. 
Vans break yeah, I, I jumped. Uh, I jumped the Forerunner. Battery was absolutely dead, and I have one of those from Costco in Paris. And battery was dead. It would not beep. It would, I mean, turn the key. No sound. Absolutely dead. Uh, in three cycles of that charger, it's. I was able to start. I was able to start the Forerunner, which I was That's very surprised. Awesome. I thought if it's if it's dead, dead, I'm going to have to go plug it in or something. But it works. Oh, man. They're they're great. Worth their weight in gold. They even have those portable air compressors now that you can have. She's got those. Yeah. yeah, I bought I bought a bigger one for my garage, and I thought, man, I need a smaller one in case I'm out and about and I need to replace. You know, pump throw it out. in the car. Yeah, absolutely. And make sure it's not one that just only will charge off of the uh, the lighter um, adapter in your car. Have one that has a plug as well, because you can have a battery bank in the back of your car. And get power there. If the car dies, if there's no battery juice or any, any other options, you've got to make sure you've got a way to to use that. Um, and if so. you're if you're in an electric vehicle, make sure you have a gas generator in the trunk to be <laughs> able to charge your. So, have so you, you seen buy, that? Yeah, I the saw lightning, that. The lightning I, that was on, stuck on a corner had a generator in the back of the truck. Yeah, and and had the the cable going around, and the guy was like, "You just can't make this stuff up, guys." <laughs> yeah, was, I, I saw that. That was funny. Gas awesome. vehicles are the way to go. Gas vehicles or diesel. These are gas. Well, guys, I want to thank everyone for for participating in today's show. Uh, Paris, we're glad you were able to join us about midway. Um, listeners, make sure you get your plans together. Uh, this has been another fun episode with Prepper Talk Radio. Uh, in the meantime, between between listening to these, make sure you hop on over to our YouTube channel, hit that subscribe and follow. Um, we do go live every Wednesday at six PM Mountain Time. And we would love to have you there and join in the conversations because together we can learn more. And until next time, stay ready-minded. We'll, we'll catch you on the next episode. We'll see you. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.